Hey, flippers and bumpers, welcome to the Flips and Bumps podcast. Podcast about two guys trying to make some money. The flips that make them that money. And the bumps in the road they face along the way. Oh, you thought I forgot the beginning? Well, you were right, but I, I recovered pretty, pretty well. If you want to get involved with this podcast, feel free to email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at gmail.com. That's the best way to do so. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See what uh, what we're flipping and how we're bumping at Flips and Bumps at both locations. And don't forget that we n- drop new episodes every single Monday morning in audio form at flipsandbumps.com or wherever you get your podcast from or in video form on our YouTube channel. Just head on over to YouTube, search Flips and Bumps Podcast. We pop up. Subscribe to our channel, do all that good stuff, leave reviews. We thank you guys. We're, we've been actually getting some reviews in and stuff. I'm going to, you know what, next week I'm going to read some reviews. Because I think we at least have one readable review. But uh, yeah, so shout out to everybody who's given us five stars and all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate it. Anyway, we have two hosts of this show. Together we are the Thrift Seekers. We are back again, combined, a tag team. We are here. It is Sunday night. The energy is flowing, as you can tell. Anyway, separately, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Sasha, and I'm joined by the video game whisperer and the whole flippin' show. It's Pee-wee. Reunited and it feels so good. What is up? I'm back. Uh, Welcome back. You just got back, like, uh... A one-week drive from Texas or something? <laughs> yeah, I had to walk most of it. Um, yeah, I got back. I did the, the almost the entire drive Monday. Um, woke up early and just drove the majority of it then. I did a little bit of it the night before. And then since then, I've just been recovering um, from the this entire week. It's just been in recovery mode, get the stuff unpacked. Get the get the things in order and try to get life back under control and sleep. A I little am bit. Yeah. and try to sleep and rest a little bit. Absolutely, I I did one of the things that kept me busy on my trip down there on the the sixteen hour one way trip down to Texas. Um, or no, this was on the way back, I believe, because you dropped the episode on Monday morning. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Um, Mon- so Monday morning, I get my car. First thing I put on. Put on some Flips and Bumps podcast, and I listened to your solo episode where you went over an hour on this uh, on this show last week. Fantastic work. I was blown away. Thank you. And uh, if you're listening, that's every Monday at flipsandbumps.com or wherever you get your podcast from. But uh, yeah, I did over an hour, which was way more than I thought I was going to do. I got sure. some nice words thrown at me from some friends of ours who, who have listened. And I do have one big... Uh, news story from that show uh, that was our lowest listened to podcast <laughs> really since, since our episode on laser discs uh, <laughs> about episode 15 or so okay so uh i don't know maybe it's just the, the titles i think the titles of the episodes have a lot to do with it and i sure. shouldn't have titled that one don't listen to this um oh jesus that's what you titled it <laughs> no okay, i didn't is... but uh, you know i'm just It is what it is. But I did get a lot of kind words from people. It was hard to talk for that long by myself. Uh, I can imagine. I don't know how you did it. It was, I was listening and just, I kept trying to like predict when, okay, this is the point he's going to go off the rails. This is the point he's going to stutter. This is the (laughs) point he's going to like, he's going to, he's going to lose track. But no, you stayed with it the entire time. I thought you did a really, really nice job. Yeah. And completely unedited. I did not stop one time. Amazing. I, I mean, I stopped the... to, to drink a cup, like water yeah. twice or whatever, but I didn't stop recording. 
I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, to test myself there. We did actually get some messages that were like, uh, when is Pee Wee coming back? This is a disaster. <laughs> um, but we appreciate it. Anyway, uh, outside of that, I don't know. Let's start the show. Let's get in and get out because we got okay. a lot to talk about. And I want to do it quickly because it's Sunday night and I got to uh, watch old television from 1993. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to start things off here on the clock. If you're new to the show, uh, me being on the clock means basically I'm going to get to talk about whatever I want to in the flipping world. Uh, not like the flipping world like as a whole, but in the flipping <laughs> world, like as reselling. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to edit all of this. This this week's episode will be completely edited. Last week's was unedited. Anyway, some weeks we have tons of stuff to talk about. Some weeks we don't have too much. So here goes something. Uh, I wanted to start things off by saying we got an email. How about that? Ooh, okay. I take one week off and our, our social media and emails start blowing up. Heck yeah. But this, uh, this email comes from... Uh, I'm going to call him Curse Defender because that's how he said his name in this okay. story. And I don't want to give out his email. <laughs> oh, sure. So uh, it says, uh, the subject line is vacuum cleaner story. So obviously when we give out our email and we say, tell us your flips, tell us your bumps, do whatever you want. We, we just want to hear yeah. from you. Absolutely. Uh, this is a flip. This is a good flip uh, tip that we got here. And he says, hi there. It's Curse Defender here all the way from Lawton, Oklahoma. I just started listening to podcasts, I believe in general. Okay. Uh, and yours was the second one that I actually listened to. And I'm very much enjoying listening, wow. learning, and having a few laughs here and there. So I'm always trying to improve my flipping game. But my most recent buy was a Rainbow E-Series vacuum cleaner from Goodwill for 1999. Actually a little cheaper because of my military discount. Nice. Thank okay. you for your service, Cursed Defender. So I would have, uh, I would have never looked at these until I bought a new Rainbow vacuum cleaner, and come to find out that older versions are still very desirable. So I posted uh, and sold on eBay for two fifteen plus sixty dollars shipping. Whoa, whoa! So twenty bucks into two seventy five. That's great. Says so, so I made a tiny little profit um, since I bought for twenty bucks plus a few bucks in shipping supplies. Although my packaging was kind of sketchy. Hey, you got to be honest with yourself. I love that. I love that, yeah. Yeah, he says, I got to work on that. Um, and I just recently picked up a Filter Queen vacuum for 1999. Not quite as desirable, but basically the same design. I have yet to post and see how much I can make from this one on eBay. I hope you enjoyed my story, and hopefully my grammar wasn't too bad. Your grammar was not bad at all. Thank you, Curse Defender. We appreciate the email. Please let us know how much that other one sells for. Yeah, we don't need to know that he's the Curse Defender or what his email is. He's just the Vacuum King. That was that's there it great. Is. I would never think to, I would I wouldn't even glance at vacuums at Goodwill or garage sales or what. I don't care how much they were. I just I wouldn't even look at them. But if he's flipping twenty into two hundred plus, that's I mean, that's worth the hassle of shipping. That's that's a good flip. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, I've heard of good vacuum cleaners. I wish I did more research beforehand to find the names of them. But, like, I follow a couple of different people um, on Instagram who flip parts of vacuum cleaners. So it's okay, kind of that like, I could see. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of like the, the hashtag croups. There it is. Anytime I see something croups related, I'm getting it. At this point. Oh, yes. That was fantastic. 
We have a, a graphic if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> I love that you spelled it completely wrong. I <laughs> did that on purpose. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I've seen people who just, like, take certain parts of it. Because vacuum cleaners are always breaking. The hose is getting cracked here or there. And so, whatever. People want to fix these things. The canisters themselves. But the interesting part about this one in particular, uh, this email that we got about the rainbow vacuums, was that I have a story about rainbow ba- rainbow vacuums. I've never heard of this brand. How, okay, well, what's going on? So rainbow vacuums are owned by a company called Rexair, which okay. uh, that's the manufacturing company. And these are kind of like, I'm, I'm guessing here, but they're kind of like Kirby vacuums. Okay. Not necessarily in like how the vacuums look or work or whatever, but just in the fact that they are sold like directly to consumers. They are not like a retail vacuum, which makes them super expensive because they have like sales guys going door to door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so like my parents bought one of these rainbow vacuums in the late 80s. Or maybe maybe early 90s. But wow. I, from I, a door to door vacuum salesman? I don't know how they got it. We'll get my mom on the podcast next week. <laughs> but when I was just getting into flipping a couple of years ago, I found out about these vacuums like and how much they are worth. Okay. And I asked my parents because they still have their rainbow vacuum. They still use their rainbow whoa, vacuum. Whoa, good brand. They do not use it in the house. Like It's become a like commercial... Like, uh, they clean their cars with it because it's, uh, it's a really super strong vacuum. It has like a canister that has water in it. So it's like a water, like, um, kind of like cleaning the carpet, like, like a steam clean almost. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this thing is one of the first things that I found out in flipping had value. And I asked them if I could flip it, and they were like, no. <laughs> Which is like the only time they've ever denied me anything. You know, my parents are always like supportive and everything. I'm like, hey, give me some, <laughs> some of this cash. And they're like, no, this thing is like made of gold pretty much to them. Uh, and I've only seen one out in the wild, and somebody was asking like hundreds of dollars for it at a, a flea market or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember where it was. It was a long time ago. Um, but I've actually kept an eye on these things, so... Cool to know. Cool to keep an eye out. If you see that that brand Rainbow, know there's uh, expensive parts involved with it. So awesome. Appreciate the uh, the email. Uh, I'm gonna go into spreadsheets a little bit because we are recording this on August 1st, so July is finished, and I'm just gonna give you my quick numbers as I always do. My July sales went down a little bit. Um, cost of goods, which is what I spent on everything that I have this sold. Is always the most interesting number, yeah. $168. My God. And uh, which led to a total sales of $1,900. That's crazy. And a total profit of just over $1,000. $1,030 if you're writing this down at home. Okay. Uh, which goes basically $2.84 per item that I sold. Uh, $32.10 per sale, which is lower than it was last month, and about $17.50 profit per item that I sell. Okay, sell, gotcha. That's which the number is, that matters, yeah. Yeah, and that's like a dollar fifty or something less than last month. I believe I'm just uh, trying to remember that. But I sold only 59 items, um, so it was a slower month for me. And honestly, 
I've been having a slow month, like, just Last overall. Last week you mentioned that there was a summer slump that's, like, a known thing. That was the first I'd heard about this. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and on Instagram I'm seeing a lot of different sellers who are talking about the same exact thing. Like, I've been communicating with other sellers who are just having the same problem, and they're like, does anybody else know what's going on? Is it something with eBay? Is, you know, is there a, a new... Wow, like, I, I got out at the right time. Yeah, so, like... I don't know. I've heard about it before. I've heard it for a couple of years now. It's just people don't buy as much in the summer. And then, like, everybody gets stuff ready for the fourth quarter because your Christmas gets in there and whatever. So, um, but it, it is just kind of a, an interesting thing. Like, I basically sell around 60 items a month normally, 60 to 80, I think, in the past couple of months. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it does feel a little bit slower. And my numbers show that it's been a little bit slower. I'm actually... I haven't set a new goal really, and so I haven't, I haven't been listing as much either. Like, I don't know. I, I maybe it's a summer slump all the way around. <laughs> Me yeah, and right. eBay people, you know, <laughs> that could be. Um, spending too much time at the pool, which I do not go to, but I will blame it on the pool. But my new goal, I'm gonna set a goal for myself for August because I was hitting around twenty three hundred to twenty five hundred to twenty one hundred in sales over the past couple of months. I'm aiming for 3K in sales in August. Oh, I like that. That's going to get me listing more. I want to hit that number. So it's, you know, going to give me like, I'm going to separate my months in the first 10 days. I want to be around $1,000 in sales. Uh, I've already got sales. My Sunday, August 1st has been fantastic. I think I had six sales already. Hey, okay. Which is nice, which is like, all right, we're getting back into things here. So that's great. Okay. Uh, and I also, I think I need to start trying to find higher priced items because I'm afraid to spend money on things. I feel okay. like, you but, know, if I yeah. lose, I'm going to lose bigger. So I'm always a, a little bit afraid to risk higher. Let me, to make you feel a little bit better, hopefully, let me ask you this question. is the right When you're spending money, it's all about how good are you at finding good opportunities to to invest into. I'll call it investing. Are you like with these small stuff that you're picking up where there's not a lot of risk? Are those panning out for the most part? Like, uh, is your gut instinct on these smaller items that you're buying that aren't that expensive, but you're not profiting a ton in them? Is let's see, let's ignore the numbers on those and just look at are the are you being successful on those items? Is your instinct correct? I think so. Uh, a couple months ago when we were doing this, I told you there were like a couple items that I even lo- would lose like a dollar on here sure. or there. And I don't seem to have those things. Okay. I seem to get to the point where, like, I want to keep it at a minimum a $10 profit, you know? Like, and that's, like, those items that we get as, like, thrown-in items. Like, okay. on a table yeah. where you see something and you go, yeah, let me take a shot at this thing. If I can make $10 on something like that, I'm happy. And I, I feel like over the past month or two it hasn't really gotten if it gets below a $10 profit it'll be like an $8 or $7 okay but it's not getting lower than that and it's just for those items that like i said i'm not seeking those out but i'm more tossing those in okay so i feel like I've, the things that i'm looking for yeah i'm making at least a little bit that, of profit that's what i'm saying you i think you just need to have a little more faith in your instinct and what you're looking for and your knowledge um i i, I absolutely think that the cost of an item should have very little to do with whether you pick it up or not 
yeah. yes, it does need to make financial sense if it costs if it's if it's at a garage sale for twenty dollars and you're only gonna and you're looking up on eBay and you're only gonna make twenty five on it, then no, don't pick it up. If you're only gonna make fifteen on it, obviously don't pick it up. Um, but yeah, and the, if you only have a like set amount of money to spend, like for well, the and that month, was gonna be my next say, question. Yeah. Do you is that you? Do you only have a set amount of money, or do you have essentially an unlimited budget that you can spend on? I don't even want to call them shots, but stuff that you would be in inventory in gathering inventory. What is your what is your budget? I won't say like unlimited inventory, but I, I feel like for now, with like the the knowledge that I have and the confidence that I have, which is not too much. You know me; I'm not a very confident person. Right. Like I wouldn't want to spend more than five hundred bucks in cost of goods sold. So you know, I'm generally under two hundred bucks for the month. So I I think I have like a little bit of room to play with, but I don't want to get like I don't want to spend a thousand dollars just yet. I could if I find the right thing. Okay. Absolutely. If the if I mean if you find the right thing, it's right like right now are you passing stuff up because of price? No, I think I'm passing stuff up uh, not because of price like um like I don't have the money, but because of price I'm worried if it doesn't pan out. Sure. Like, but you're not passing up on stuff like you've that Wii U bundle you had a few weeks ago. That was that was a higher priced item, wasn't it? Didn't you spend like sixty bucks on it? Uh, I spent sixty bucks total. Like it was that. It was an Xbox and a VCR combined. Yeah, I mean that's um, considering yeah, your yeah. monthly. Uh, you usually spend one hundred and fifty dollars in a month. Sixty dollars is a lot. Sure, but but exactly like I said, if I find the right things, I'm willing to to put it out okay. there and and gamble it a little bit but my feeling is always like if i'm gonna buy a 20 dollar item and then sell it for 30 dollars like like no, i I'm feel not, yeah i wouldn't do you know that. Like, absolutely i'm not saying yeah. i'm not saying i would never say undercut your margins always be true to your margins that way you're always true to your numbers um yeah i'm just kind of in like i don't know i i want to gently rise up a little okay. bit i don't want to be like you oh i found this boat for a thousand dollars i can probably get 3k for it I'm not comfortable doing that because... Oh, sure. We don't have an outlet to get rid of a boat. I, I yeah, wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Right. There's but all this if, stuff that goes into it. But if somebody was like, I would buy that boat for 3 k if I had, if you could find it, and I found it, I would spend $1,000. You know, I would do it better than that. Okay. I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> but and that you know sounds like a, a no-brainer, but some people don't have that thought. The, I was talking to Hatch Tar. I mean, Hatch Tar did a trade today. Um, I'm not. I don't even have pictures of it, so I'm not going to talk about it later. But it just talking about one item specifically. He's like, "Here's this my pet monster knockoff toy, just a plush monster toy." Um, he's like, "Here, this is worth about a hundred dollars. Um, if you're interested, I know someone who's interested in buying it." So like, he wanted to trade it to me for less than the hundred dollars in value, much less. But then he was also going to give me the contact of somebody who was willing to pay the hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> it, right in my head, I'm like, "Well, why aren't you just selling this to this person and getting the full value out of it, and then using the cash for something?" Um, I d- that didn't make sense to me. But people are different. You know what I mean? The yeah, some people yeah. just don't want to do that, and they they like to do what's easy for them. And what's easier for him is trading to me and not reaching out to this lady and trying to negotiate. Um, for you, it's just the finding these smaller stake stuff and not putting a lot at risk. I think you absolutely should trust yourself a little bit more. And furthermore, I think if you did trust yourself a little bit more, 
the confidence would come through and you might it might be subconscious but you would push harder to get those you'd ask the, your questions your questions would have a little more oomph behind them at garage sales and you you might find more stuff yeah you're probably right and i think in order to get to my goal of 3000 in sales for the month i'm going to have i'm just going to have to do it i'm going to yeah. have to just at least attempt uh locating confidence <laughs> okay there you go all right well that's it for me now you're on the clock Okay, that was easy. Um, yeah, so like I said, I've had a, I've had a crazy couple weeks. It is finally slowing down. August, I have a couple things in August, but it's not nearly as busy as June and July were. Um, I am, the big thing obviously was this Texas trip, right? Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, a couple weeks ago you did a, a local in Illinois video game um, convention, right? And we talked about it a little bit two episodes ago you showed then, up to it uh, yeah we I, yeah. I didn't talk about numbers then i wanted to wait until after i got back on this trip um this trip i i got back monday the i left for it the previous thursday and just started driving down to texas this trip was a complete success i had a i had a very good convention financially uh i had a great time seeing that i saw a lot of people that i haven't seen in um i mean a year and a half two years and th that goes for both like customers that I regularly see at shows down in Texas that buy from me. Um, people just walk by the table and say hi. But also, I mean, the YouTubers that are there, the guys who run the show, other vendors. I saw so many. It was just nice to get out of the house and see so many people that I hadn't seen in over a year and really get back into the swing of things. But that said, I was worried going down there. I, I was, it's a 16 hour one way trip down there. I had a lot of time to think and mentally try to prepare and and predict how this show was going to go this is one of the biggest shows that i do of the year the i do texas twice a year and both times that i go it's one of the best performing shows that i do um not the i was going to say the opposite it's not really the opposite but the that illinois show that i did two weeks prior is not it's a smaller show but it's it's probably i'd consider it like a mid-tier it's definitely not a small show a small show i probably make 800 to 1400 dollars at that specific show and when i say make i just mean that that's the amount of video games that i sold you know what i mean the that's the amount of dollars that i sold in video games it's not my profit by any means i have to pay for the table i have to pay for my time if i get a hotel i gotta pay for the hotel i gotta pay for my travel um and the biggest one i have to pay for the video games you know what i mean the i don't keep track of what i spend on these video games for the most part i do get them fairly cheap but i i get them anywhere from i'm paying you know, 1% of its value all the way up to 50%. And it's never more than 50%. So the it's anywhere in between there. And like I said, this villa, the, the Illinois show was a mid-tier show. I looked at my numbers. In 2000, when I started tracking was only 2018. I was doing the show back in 2016 and 15. Um, but in 2018, to give you an idea, at the Illinois show, again, this is one I did two weeks ago, I made about $4,700. The, again, that's my total. That's my gross. What I made. This just, was the, you said the Illinois show. That the you Illinois just did? show in 2018. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. So 2018, I made 4,700. That was about average. I usually made in the two years prior. I made about 45, but somewhere between 4,000 and 4,500. 2018 was very good. I made 4,700 dollars. 2019 was uh, definitely had a dip. We were down to 3,600 dollars. So I dropped by almost a th more than a thousand dollars. But would um, you still consider that a successful? Um, yeah, sure. What else am I going to do on a Saturday? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like it's it's I'm, these small these mid tier and smaller shows really are just time killers between the big shows in Milwaukee and and Texas that I do. Um, I have all my video games priced and ready to go for these big shows, and I might and I'm getting so much inventory. I do need these smaller shows to offload some of that inventory, so I'm not overloaded in Milwaukee and Texas. Um, but the as far as a Success, considering the previous two years, I was over 4,000, and now in 2019, I was at 3,600. I wouldn't say it was a, a roaring success, but it was still fine. Then we get to 2021. We don't have a show in 2020. 2021 comes, and there are so many variables coming into it. It's post-pandemic. It is, I mean, it's, it's post-lockdown. People can get out of their house. They haven't been buying video games for a very long time, so they probably have pent up money and and anticipation and yeah anticipation of buying video games. They want to get out to these shows and and buy stuff because it's been a year and a half since they have. So in that case, it's working towards me. Um, the other side is there are so many vendors at these shows now, and all the vendors have so much inventory because they haven't been selling for a year and a half. That the the inventory in the room that I'm selling in is higher than normal, so people getting people to my table is more difficult than normal. So that's working against me. And then the thing that really works against me is the sticker shock. The video games, as you know, in general, have gone up. In some cases, have gone through the roof, um, price wise, from the last time that we did a convention till this time. I, I, I was giving this example when I was talking about this sticker shock with other people uh, in Texas. Prior to the pandemic, I had a boxed copy of Super Mario Brothers 3. It's the that yellow boxed Mario uh, game on the Nintendo. Uh, Mario's flying on it. It's the bright yellow box. Prior to the pandemic, I had a sticker on it for $30. It had the cartridge, had the box, had the manual. And I had it for six months, and it did not sell on my table. Right? It was just a just an item that I just couldn't get rid of. Pandemic hits, convention stop, and I now have to reprice all my stuff because I'm because prices are going up, and it's been a year and a half since I've otherwise I don't reprice my stuff. I just assume that my prices are good, and if prices are going up and my prices are too low, well then it's going to sell, and then I don't have to worry about it. But I'm ever losing out on too much money. Too much time had passed between my last show and this show. <laughs> I had to reprice stuff because my the gaps. When I repriced 700 games, the value of my table went up over $5,000. Like wow. I, was, I was repricing stuff from a lower sticker amount up to whatever it was. Mario 3, for example, I took off the $30 sticker and I put a $140 sticker on it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a specific case. Most games did not jump up by $100. Um, but also, like I said, that game was sitting on my table for six months prior to the pandemic at $30 and nobody was looking at it. Uh, in Texas, I put it down for $140. It sold within two minutes of doors being open. Wow. Holy it's, cow. Right. It's, it was insane. The, the, and not, not that it was a big sale. I mean, it was, it was a good sale. It's a good feeling to get a hundred-plus-dollar item off my table. Um, but just the speed at which this item that had sat on my table for six months prior is immediately moving now, it just shows that the market for video games is in a totally different place than 2019. Um, so the, so the, my point being, yes, this sounds good. My table's at $5,000 higher than it normally was uh, you know, a year and a half ago. But... I'm having people come to the convention in 2021 that also came in 2019. They know that the last time they were at a convention, Mario 3 in the box was $30. <laughs> 
Now they're coming to a table, and Mario 3, uh, this, the cartridge is $30, and if you want the cardboard and the paper with it, you're at over $100. And they are in sticker shock, and those people don't want to spend the money. So that in that case, that's working against me. So I've got all these things that are working for me. The, the market is up, but they're working against me because the sticker shock and the amount of inventory in the room. Uh, the Illinois show in 2021, I only did $3,300. All-time low for this show. It, it was about 80% of what I normally do in, in Illinois, in, in that show specifically. I wasn't feeling great after that show, and I really wasn't feeling great when I realized that, oh, okay, now i got to drive 16 hours to Texas, and I don't want to drive there and you know not have a bad year or not have a bad show. But not make my full potential that I used to make. Like if I'm going to be doing this, you you heard how much I was preparing for the show. The I, I wasn't I haven't listed on eBay in like two months. I've been yeah. doing nothing but cleaning and pricing and organizing video games, getting them ready for the show. Um, so to give you an example, the Texas show. There's two shows every year. There's one in Houston and one in Arlington. The Houston show is the smaller show. The Arlington show is the bigger show. Um, that said. Because when I say bigger, I mean that there's more vendors, but there's also more people, right? So there's more buyers, which is good, but there's more vendors. So really, my numbers kind of even out for both shows. I kind of make the same amount, whether it's the smaller show or the bigger show. Because at the smaller show, I'm one of a few vendors with a lot of people coming versus a lot more people coming with a lot more vendors. So the money just gets spread out more. In 2018... Uh, I'm going to give you two numbers, the small show and the big show for Texas. In 2018, I made $7,100, so $7,100 at the small show, $7,800 at the bigger show. 2019, uh, $7,500 at the small show, $8,000 at the bigger show. So great numbers, right? I'm making $7,000, and these are two-day shows. Um, So I'm making $7,000, $8,000 in a weekend. That's great. But when I'm driving down there this past week, and I'm doing the 16 hours straight there, I'm, I'm again dreading it. I don't want to. I don't want to lose out on that 20% of whatever it's going to be. I got to assume that the same performance that we had in Illinois is going to transfer over to Texas. Um, it did not. Well, the good news is Texas is not suffering from COVID like the rest of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> so they, they've kind of been in normal mode for for quite some time. Okay, they're used to it. Okay, but uh, so. The so I got there set up and it just the vendors alone on setup day on Friday the show was Saturday Sunday the setup day with the, the vendors where they were just walking around after they get their setup um, I probably made over a thousand dollars just on Friday after vendors had already set up um, made me feel good but still I have no idea how I'm going to do the next day on Saturday alone combined with Friday I guess so. Um, on just the first day, after the first day of the convention had passed, I already had made $7,100. So I'm already at my, basically, my average for this show. I've already met it on that first day. Yeah, that's great. I was that's, thrilled. I, yeah. I was thrilled. This is me counting, you know, so many $20 bills and my $100 bills on the floor of my hotel room that night. <laughs> Um, it was it was a good time. Uh, now the second day, I didn't double my money. It's not like I made I didn't make um, you know seven thousand on day one, seven thousand on day two. The second days on any convention are notoriously slow. Um, but even that said, it was still wasn't bad. The Sunday, the second day for the show, I made another four thousand dollars. So in total, I made uh, just over eleven thousand dollars, eleven thousand two, almost three hundred dollars. 
Hell um, yeah. Do we have a graphic for this? Like a, a bag with money <laughs> signs on it or something? Just me diving into Scrooge's Banks. Uh, 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 his, you his... on a hotel floor with $20 Yeah, there bills. you go. There, I should have taken a picture of it. Now, there are some caveats to this. Again, that's not all profit. The, yeah. the expenses going down to Texas are obviously a lot higher than doing an Illinois show. But the, the returns on it are much higher as well. Um, the things you really have to consider that I've never seen numbers like this before in that almost down the middle, 5,700 of that on total on the weekend was cash. 5,500 was on PayPal and, and on credit cards. Okay. So almost exactly the same amount was done in cash versus not, which sucks. The Obviously, the more cash that I can get, the better, because anytime somebody does a card or a PayPal transaction, I get charged an additional 2.3% by PayPal, who I run the cards through. Um, so that I, that really does cut into it. 2.3% of $5,000 is a lot of money. Um, so I didn't, I don't love that. But at the same time, I saw guys that weren't taking card at all because they don't like the fees. And they're just not making the money at all. You know what I mean? People don't bring, half the people there just don't bring cash at all. They just have PayPal. They just have a, a debit card on them. And yeah. so they're not making any transactions there. I would much rather make a transaction and lose out on 2.3% than not. Um, so that's, that's my numbers. That's how I did on the weekend. The, it, was a, it was a fantastic show. I did much, much better than I thought I was going to do. And the, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the amount of money I made. Really, my takeaway, though, I did want to talk about this real quick. Um, I don't want to go too long here. Where are we at? I got time. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're not a video game convention podcast, but the point is, this has to deal with flipping. Like, this is why you focus on video games. That is like okay. That's a great point. I'm gonna skip the the next. I, I was going to give a here. Let's see this. I was gonna give a rundown of the. This is a my mock up. If you're watching on YouTube of the convention floor. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, you can. I, uh, no, no it's it, just real short. The like I pictured these top two rectangles as the doors. Normally, I would put uh, if I had my choice for picking a a spot for my vendor booth. I get two spaces, which is why this blue square is taking up two spaces. And I wouldn't care where they put me. I I wouldn't have a preference, whatever. Um, but because I came in from Chicago and I didn't know when I was going to get there, I got there super early. My spot was not here, uh, like it normally is, just in the middle of the floor. My spot was here. Oh, right when you walk in? So literally the first table that you Ooh. see was me. Now, I previous this, I always thought that it would not matter. Because if you're a customer and you're coming in, yes, it's the first table you're going to see, but you might not buy something at the first table. you got every other vendor table that you want to see. If, just because the first table has a game for $15 and you really want it, maybe there's a, a table, two tables back that has the same game for $15. Yeah, I would think I would be in that camp that says, all right, well, let me take a look around and I'll come back. Yes. But now what I don't, what I wasn't picturing, which did happen, when I was here, if somebody starts on this door on the right and comes down this aisle, yes, they, okay, let's just, just count the times that you pass by my table. You pass by the table on the way in, you go by the, my new spot, the, my regular spot on the side, you only pass that table once. Yeah. Now you come back around the other side. You're looking at these tables. If I'm at that front table, you're hitting my table again. Yeah, and I definitely so. think that that has an impact. It was something I never considered, but I got to think that a combination of, I, I'm assuming COVID and the COVID recovery, as well as my table location had a lot to do with the amount of money that I made this weekend. 
I love video game convention theory, my friend. <laughs> I could go on for hours about that. <laughs> okay, so I talked about it before. Um, my, I'll, I'll do my, my spreadsheets right now real quick. The my life has been consumed by video game conventions and not by not by listing on eBay as it was previously. Um, my numbers have been going steadily down. In March, I I sold my item sales again. Gross numbers were at eighty four hundred dollars. April was only at eight thousand uh, dollars. May was at fifty four hundred dollars. June forty three hundred dollars. I've been, like my arrow is quickly going down. July fifteen hundred dollars. Right. It went from a like downward slope to just a wall straight plummeting to the ground. Um, now, my, my shipping paid to me was uh, $330. I paid in shipping $247. So I made about $100, maybe $80 in shipping. Um, eBay fees were $278. My net profit for July was only $1,377. Down $1,400 from, or no, t- $2,400 from, uh, from June. And my item sales, June was 133 items at $27 a piece. And July, I sold 45 items in July for $30 a piece. Wow. Do you know how many items you listed by any chance in July? I mean, three. I mean, probably like three. <laughs> it's, I, I, it was only when I had like something like, I need to list this now. Yeah, I just picked yeah. it up. It's a, or... It probably wasn't even... I can't even think of an instance where I did that. It was probably something like, I sold a Mario Kart with a wheel in July, but I have another one. Okay, let's take more pictures. Let's just get the new listing up. Let's replace the old one because I have inventory sitting for the exact same listing. I don't think I made any new li- like new new listings in July at all. Yeah, you're... Um, because I'm, I have your store saved on my eBay app, uh-huh. every time that you would post new items, I get an alert. And uh, uh, that has dwindled. I have not I'm, seen. I'm sure. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Those alerts very much. My so. the the amount of items in my store is currently only at 254. I, I mean, two months ago I was at 354, and it just you know every time I make a sale that number ticks down, and it never it is ticking back up. Summer but, slowdown. That's all it is. That's for yeah. <laughs> I, that's, and that's fine. The I, I, like I said, I got out at the right time, and I'm about to get back in. The all my video games now, all this time that the video game stuff was taking and the, the how it was running my life, that part's over. I now have a basement full of bins that have video games that are priced. They're ready so for the next show. when's your next convention? When's your next show? That is a great question. My next show isn't until... I go back to Texas in uh, October. Okay, so that's... Uh, yeah, that's a little bit. So I got be... plenty of time. And I don't think I'm going to reprice my stuff before then. I might re- I might take out like the big stuff like the hundred dollar plus plus items and just re make sure that them and, yeah. yeah but like the little stuff it's I don't care about it it's fine so it, cool. that's gonna free up so much of my time to allow me to get back into the listing habit and get this stuff moving again right. I'm excited about it yeah um, other than that let me see what else I have bear with me um, oh uh, the other thing I would, did want to include if you have any interest in seeing what my table looks like or you just want to see me working at a vendor booth um you could i found that there were clips of me if you search for mr Rightway 
Um, he was walking around. He's a YouTuber. Um, just search for his most recent Retropalooza videos, and the there are clips of me it's spattered in there um, where he's taking pictures of my booth, and we're talking about... He plays a funny game where he picks out a random game from the uh, vendor booth and doesn't look at the price. He guesses the price, and then uh, the vendor lets him know if he's correct or not. So he was doing that with, uh, with everybody's booth. Um... We talked about table position. We talked about the conventions. Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We're let's move on. GST right. time. We did it. GST is garage sale talk, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is a segment where we talk about what we've done in garage sales this week. the The point of this is for us to talk about it because we like talking to each other about garage sale finds. But also, the bigger point of it is for you to maybe uh. Here's some new items that you haven't heard of. Like uh, earlier in the show when we had an email that was, you know, check out Rainbow Vacuums. That's the point of this is let's get some more information in the ears of the listeners and uh, and then, you know, get that, uh, get that going. Find some stuff. I, you know, we do talk a lot about video games and about toys. But, I mean, there's a lot of money in it, especially now. Um, but you know who has a problem buying video games? It's me. I suck at it. Uh, still, I'm still yeah. waiting for your like your. You had you've had decent video game scores. You just haven't had one. Every score you've had, it's been out. Right? You've never had somebody go in the house and pull stuff out for you. Right? Correct. And uh, and I've come very close in the past two weeks. We didn't get to, a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the week before this past one, I had somebody who w- was selling stuff. And I and I don't even remember it now, but basically they had they they told me that their son had kept everything that he wanted to that was current in the house. Okay. And he, they were only selling the other stuff outside of the house, and they had already sold it. Okay. And and so I pulled the old, oh well, if he has any games that he's not playing, yes, or, ding ding ding. Yeah. Yes. And and I thought, and so the lady went inside. And the, they didn't come back outside. I mean, she came outside, but she was like, he has no interest in selling anything okay. in there. And, and I didn't even leave my card with them. I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I should have said, if he changes his mind here, contact me here if he wants to send me pictures. But I didn't do it. And then later on, I kicked myself for not doing it. The, I and, wouldn't even kick yourself for that. The another... Yes, you Kick you me. played your you played your cards right. The you you got her to go in the house. You got you asked the, the the main question there. The the starting point is: Do you have anything that you're not playing? Is there anything that you have in the house that he might want to get rid of? What I the only other critique that I would give you is um, you, the real striking glaring issue that I have there is that she asked him. Yeah, picture, that I didn't get to talk to him. Pi- yes, picture yeah. being a 14-year-old kid. Your mom comes in. You're just sitting around on a, a Saturday morning. Mom comes in. You sure you don't want to sell any video games? Mom, I told you I don't want to sell video games. Yeah. I, I would much rather have you say Barge to mom. Barge into the house. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> or, or say something along the lines of, well, is he available? Can I talk to him? Maybe he, maybe he has something that I'm interested in. Um, yeah, something along those lines. You want to you want to talk to him, so he sees that somebody else is um, is interested in selling in, in buying the video games. It's not just mom again hounding him to go through his video game stuff and and uh, you know get get rid of some of the stuff. The the good news in the there's good news and bad news. The good news is 
uh, without you, I never would have even gotten to that level of questioning. True. Like, that's okay. not something that I would have asked previously. The bad news is, obviously, I still I can learn you know, a better way of doing so. But it's like the first time that I'm saying something That's like great. that. That's great. No, you, you did so, exactly. You I know, was worried that you, were, that you, you know. weren't even going to say, uh, is there anything that you're not playing? It was almost one of those things where I was like ready to walk away. And then I was like, oh, I, I, st- can have, <laughs> I yeah. still got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the Flips and Bumps podcast and I learned this. Perfect. Um, but actually, so this week I only went to like two garage sales, really. I've been working a lot in my regular job. Um, and I just didn't want to go actually <laughs> this okay. week as well. Uh, but the first place that I went to, I was going to the post office and I found one that was a block from my house. It was not on garage, the garage sailor app. It was unlisted. Nice. And I went to go drive by it. And this is why you got to stop at every single garage sale because year and a half ago, two year ago, me would not have stopped at this garage sale. This was a drive by and go, uh, they they don't have anything for me, and uh, my mentality is not that anymore. So nice. like Good. I drove by, I saw that, and I go, well, here we go, gotta stop. Like that's the the mentality is you have to stop no matter what. So I've I went said this through. before. I don't care if they have nothing in their drive. Well, I mean, yes, I, yeah. they need to be having a garage sale. But if it was socially <laughs> acceptable for me to get out of the car if I just saw somebody mowing their lawn to ask them about video games, I would absolutely do it. Um, it doesn't matter what's in their driveway. They're, they're, having anything in their driveway is just an excuse to ask them the questions. I don't care if it's just a couch and some baby furniture. And so I was there with uh, one other lady who was there at the same time, and I just started walking through aisle by aisle to see. I had not asked any questions or anything like that. And the very last thing in the very last aisle was a Wii. Yeah. And it said, Wii, $30 for everything. Um, and there was a lot of stuff in there. I, I think... I sent you pictures of that, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, not for oh, the podcast, not for this. but yes, uh, you did in general. Previously, yes. So th- in this thing was, it was a box for the Wii um, that had the uh, sports or whatever on the back. It Wii, was a yeah, box. It's, it's a boxed with, Wii with Wii Sports. You're right. And then it was a boxed uh, balance board, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Listen to two episodes ago. I want to say episode 26. We talked a little bit about those. Um, and then it was a box that had five or six games in it, including the Wii Sports game, good, and a, including a was it called Bully? Is that the other game? Bully something. You didn't send me a picture of the games, um, but the okay. you, you did mention Bully, I believe. Yeah, I think Bully was the game, and all the other ones were like Call of Duty and stuff that I knew didn't have value. And okay. the only reason I knew it was because I had checked those enough times to know that they weren't really anything. Okay. Uh, you know, like Wii Fit is in there or whatever, which is fine. You can try and sell it with the balance board, whatever. Um, but the only thing that was worth anything when I looked was that bully game. It was like, I want to say it was around 18 bucks, something like that, whatever. Um, but I was like, okay, between that and the sports game, I'm good. Plus there's the Wii console. Plus it's got these boxes in it, which I'm going to ask you a question in a second. But also it had the Wii remotes. They were not Wii Motion. They were like the regular old Wii remotes. Right. Um, But the one that caught my eye was the classic controller, which I'd never seen before. I didn't know Wii had something like that before. And I looked that up too, and it was around 15 bucks. It was selling something something around there. And I was like, all right, there's plenty in here. Um, and I offered her 20 bucks, only like based, 
Is that a good offer? Yeah, sure. for ten bucks, I don't care. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's the thing. Like, I felt weird if I would have offered ten bucks just because of the amount of stuff that was sure. there. Like, yeah, it did. was literally a large stack of stuff. <laughs> She's asking thirty, which to me, I would have paid if she was like, "No, yeah, I'm yeah, firm." Right. I still would have paid thirty. Right. So I said twenty. She said twenty-five. I said, "Let's do this." Sure. And that was it. I I went and I took it home. Uh, I asked about other stuff. Nothing else. That was it. Okay. Uh, it was her and her husband uh, bought the Wii. Okay. And it was Perfect. interesting because she was an older lady, and she's like, "Yeah, we bought it, and whatever. That's everything that we have. It's all in there." All right, not a problem. Um, I was happy with that. I haven't listed it, but I did want to ask you because I see like video game boxes. A lot of times, people will buy the system, but not the box. And I'm not talking about game boxes, but like the actual system box. The system box, yeah. Do you think a box is worth purchasing? Let's say if someone wanted to sell it for five bucks because it was just the box that they had left. Do you think that brings any value to a listing? Does it make it look better to sell? Does it does it do anything? Is it worth I, any sort of money? Yes, in in general, yes. Um, for me specifically, because my basement is filled with empty Wii boxes and other like console boxes that I just don't have a purpose for. Um, the it's not worth it for me for the most part like the any nintendo box super nintendo box if it's empty pick it up if a game system i don't care what it is um to uh to what level like how much should i not i I mean even the wii ones the the wii ones it'll help it sell assuming that you're going to go the ebay route with it for Mm -hmm. me it doesn't make sense to put the the wii's on ebay based on how much i can get from dk oldies yeah i got you Um, okay and they don't give as far as i haven't looked into it but the as far as i know they don't give any extra for the wii box um so for me it doesn't make any sense plus i plus i mean the wii system specifically because i've sent so many wii's to dk oldies and i don't send them the box i have literally like 15 wii boxes just in my basement so ideally, if you could find something for less than like five bucks, just a just, box, yeah, pick it up. Yeah, just pick it up. It'll make things look better on your eBay listings. Yeah, cool. Uh, the only other thing that yeah, I did buy a couple other things, but we've talked about them previously with some records and some uh, some actually little wrestling figures and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the only other thing that kind of stuck out to me and I wanted to bring up was these uh, Jägermeister shot glasses. <laughs> that were their pewter and uh, i wanted to show you in two pictures so if you're watching on the youtube channel there's two pictures up right now and the one on the left is what they look like on top so it is a like deer or buck or however you want to describe shot glasses they're shot glasses and they're made of pewter and that's why i wanted to show you the the picture that's on the right on the youtube it kind of looks like a shotgun shell, really. Yeah. Um, but the way that it's standing like that uh, upside Is down. Is it upside down? Yeah. So you would pick it up, you would fill it, and you would drink out of it. And then ideally, I think you slam it down. Uh, the only other thing I'm thinking is maybe it stands on their antlers. Okay. But I didn't try it. Like I was thinking it like like five that minutes before we risky. started the podcast. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, these things, I, I picked them up. Those are are lids or something. Like if they, if that was sitting right side up, and you have to take like the the deer head off of the shot, that's crazy. That those, that they're upside down and they're sitting the way they are. Yeah, and so I bought them for a dollar a piece. Okay. Um, I didn't even look them up. I just thought they were cool, and I was gonna give them to my dad if they weren't <laughs> worth anything because okay. I think he would get a kick out of them. 
Um, and I looked them up, and there are prices like all over the place. Um, but I, I do feel like I can get probably 25 to 30 bucks out of these things. So sure. for sell, like, they sell like one of them for around 10 bucks. And they seem to get a little bit higher if you have like four of them or six of them or whatever. Okay. And unfortunately, I only got three, which is a weird number. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking I'll be able to get something. I mean, even low end 20 bucks, you're still going to make something on this. Yeah, you know, you're in good shape. I think that's and cool. they're very light, too. So they're not going to be a priority thing. I think it's going to be a first class male thing. I just thought they were really cool. They're a cool looking. It's just uh, crazy that they probably don't stand up the normal way a shot glass would stand up. Yeah, it's like an upside-down shot glass, basically. But anyway, keep an eye on those things. I'll actually I'll put them on Instagram. Um, oh, good idea. Okay. So people can see them. But they stick out. I mean, you see something like that, you're going to like look at it to see what it is. And that's exactly what happened with mine. So awesome. uh, good, good item to keep a lookout for. That's it for me. That's the only things that stuck out on my world. What about you, Pewdie? Okay. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same story here. I didn't hit a lot of garage sales. I feel like garage sales are slowing down a little bit right now. Um, weather's been good. But the – and also, I'm just not super motivated to go out. And, and at least this week I wasn't because I'm still recovering from the, the weekend trip uh, to Texas. And I'm still unloading everything and getting life back in order. Uh, and on top of that, there just weren't that many sales. That said, on my way home, um, let's see. After the show ended Sunday, I immediately jumped – after I packed everything up, I jumped in my car. Show ended at 5. I was in my car driving towards Chicago – by 6.15. I drove until, I think, midnight that night. Got a got some random hotel. Um, that's where I counted out all my money for day two. Another another fun day on the hotel room floor. Uh, and then I woke up at 6 a.m. the next on Monday morning and drove straight through and did like 12 hours all the way back home. Uh, about, I think, with 10 hours down, so about two hours to go, it's like 6.30 in the evening. I'm two hours from my house. But I'm not on the highway. I'm on like back roads and I drive by. It's the middle of nowhere, but there is a house. And next to the house, again, Monday afternoon at 630 in the evening, <laughs> the, on, the, on, the, um, on the mailbox, it says yard sale. And there's stuff outside. <laughs> okay. I drove right. by it at first, but then after a while, I was like, I mean, whether I stop or not, I'm either going to get home at 830 or I'm going to get home at 845. I might as well turn around. Let's 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 see if I can refill this car up. Um, so I turned back around and I, I don't think I've ever been to a garage sale on a Monday afternoon. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Right. So I went there and they had a sign up that said, if you need something, knock on the door. So you just look around. If you see something you're interested, you knock. So I went to their like DVDs and I found a PS2 game. Okay, that's justification enough to knock on the door. Honestly, if they had zero video games, I was still knocking on that door. Um, long story short, I didn't take a picture of it, but they, I asked them about video games, and she brought out a original Game Boy with Tetris in it. And Amazing. I, yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. Um, so uh, she said 20 bucks. I said, sure. And I, test, I tested it first. Game Boys can definitely be finicky. Had no lines on it. The sound worked no problem. And uh, the game fired right up. I gave her the 20 bucks, and I finished the other two hours home. So that was the, the start of this week. Yeah. That's insane. Like, I feel like if you told me a story that you went to a place and asked about video games and they said, we don't have video games, but here, just take some cash. Like, I would believe <laughs> you at that point. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I was I was in shock. And feel, I mean, that was a great way to end the trip there. Um, the, the next one happened on Wednesday. 
not really a garage sale uh, per se. Uh, if you remember two weeks ago, last time I was on the show, I was talking about how I went to that garage sale before my wife's uh, workout party that she was having. I had a little time in the morning, and I found this huge score of action figures with the, the card backings, and I showed that video that panned over all of the, the stuff. Um, in that lot was, in all those card backs, there were four Batman, like Robin, Wonder Woman, DC card backs. Now, I didn't get any of the Batman stuff, any of the Superman stuff, any of the DC stuff at all because the guy wanted to hang on to the DC stuff. Uh, so when I'm flipping through and I was going through this stuff, I, I realized this before I went to Texas, but I, I couldn't do anything about it until after I got back. Um, I was like, this is a great way to get... Because now I've got more time to... I've had a 32-hour round trip. I've thought about this pickup uh, you know, a little <laughs> bit since then. I'm like, there's probably more stuff that I could probably find there. Uh, specifically, I wanted to look through the Star Wars stuff again because he... I, I, thinking back on it, he gave me all the card backs for the Star Wars figures. I'd matched them up with the figures that he gave me, and I had a stack of card backs left over. Um, so when he was picking out the Star Wars figures... He was keeping the ones from the mid-90s and giving me, in my pile, all the ones from the late 70s, early 80s, like the, the vintage ones. So my thought was, he might still have, he might, maybe he didn't go through it as, as carefully as he should have. There could be still some money in there to match up the figure with, my, with the cardbacks that I already have. I need to get back with this guy somehow. How do I get back with him? He gave me his number previously. But I need a reason. I don't want to just reach out. Hey, I need. I, I'm looking for this, some more ways to to uh, uh, pillage your your childhood. Um, <laughs> Hashtag pillage your childhood <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. But now I have these these Batman card backs. Okay, uh, let me send him a picture of these. Hey man, I, I'm going to come off as the good Samaritan here. And I mean, I legitimately was. I hey, I came across these in the stack. I must have grabbed these by accident. Um, do you want these back? He said, yeah, I would love those back. Thanks, man. He was very appreciative of me um, of just reaching out and being like, hey, I know you bought this stuff. You could have just walked away with it, but now you're reaching out back to me. And it was his, he brought it up. He's like, yeah, if you want to bring them back, we can look through the stuff again. And we can, you know, if you see anything else, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Um, so I did that. On Wednesday, I went over there and I made another pile of stuff. He had... I mean, it wasn't as obviously as killer as the the first time around, but he had a an original WWF like kids Velcro uh, foam say, belt that says F on there, not E. Oh yeah, this is. I mean, this is eighties. Yeah. This is this was with his original like Hasbro wrestling stuff. This oh, DeLorean in the car in in the box is a, it's not a Back to the Future thing. It's just the same car from the uh, from the movie, and um, th- that was that was in there. I grabbed that thing, a bunch more card backs and more paper and cardboard and all that kind of stuff. There's a couple books. There's an empty Super Nintendo box. I think I got the game from him last time. Um, and then a bunch of Nintendo powers under that. For everything here, I paid another $50. Oh, also, oh, I, there, was, there was a bunch of, I think I got three like Guitar Hero guitars with the dongles. Um, the DeLorean car itself sells for $65, $70. Bucks. So I, I paid 50 for everything, and uh, he's happy that I brought him back, you know, the card backs. I gave him some more money. We're, we're still in good terms with this guy. So it, was a, it turned out to be a very, very good pickup. Nice. Um, this was yesterday. I picked up a TI-84 Ooh. Plus CE calculator, just a graphing calculator. They had a $25 sticker on it. Uh, which I thought was high, but when I looked up the comps on it, the lowest comp is the lowest one available, not even a comp. Lowest one available is eighty dollars or eighty nine ninety nine, and so I offered him fifteen. They said twenty. I said sure. 
So hopefully I end up having time to list this before college starts. <laughs> and then I only have one other pickup. Um, I, after that sale, after the, the um, calculator sale, I went to one more sale in that same t- uh, subdivision. Asked them about video games. The, the guy didn't say no, that he has zero video games. But he said, no, I'm a video game collector. Everything that goes into my collection I keep. So he was immediately shooting me down. Oh, that's you know, no problem, man. Do you, do, is there anything that you're not playing? No, man. I said, uh, you know, I'm not selling anything. I gotta, I gotta hang on to everything. He was very, very protective. I think he's one of these guys who's like, he's heard of the garage sellers. He's heard of like the questions being asked, mm-hmm. and like he. So as soon as he starts hearing those questions, he gets real defensive. No, no, no. You're not getting my video games, which is fine. And then I go to my second set of questions. Um, you know, any action figures, He-Man, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, wrestlers, and then I could tell that the that I, I hit on something the i think it was his mother that was there like his mother was there his dad was there the his wife was there the wife's parents were there. it was a big family get together for this garage sale and everybody started laughing when i when i brought up action figures and then he kind of shut me off and said no 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 it's kind of the same thing i collect action figures too it sounds like me and you are doing the same thing which i said yeah no no problem um and then i kind of asked the same question that i do with video games well do you have any action figure stuff that you're willing to let go of do you have any like extra pieces or whatever and his response was, yeah, I mean, I've got like a bin or something, but it, it, nothing that's in sellable condition. Oh, okay. That's a... Right. I didn't know your, your questioning face uh, that they gave me. The, yeah. I was also confused by that. But like, to me, that's great. That means you don't value it at, any, at much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm willing to take a look at it. I'm, I'm expecting him to bring out like a super dirty bin of like broken pieces. But sure, I'll take a yeah, look. And Hatch Tar is going to have to get on this to sort things out. We'll get. That's why I saw him today. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is this is what I came across with. A giant bin of Ninja Turtle accessories on the left, vehicles on the right, a handful of figures in the middle. Um, not Nothing insane. These two bug guys on the upper right, uh, upper left um, side of the table, the yellow and green guys, those things alone go for like 40 bucks, even just in the wow. condition that they're in, uh, 40 bucks a piece. This upper right-hand corner is Ronin Warriors. Each one of these figures goes for like 18 bucks a piece, and all of their accessories are mixed in here. He just was not interested. Like, he told me this. He's like, yeah, they're probably all there. I just don't need them. So he just gave me all of those. Um, and while he, sor- he was sorting them out, like, in this bin was other stuff he wanted to keep that I was also very interested in. It was a bunch of, like, Dino Riders, the, the little figures. Um, there was some... There was some Lego, which I didn't care about. What else was there? The, the a bunch of stuff that like I was interested in, but at the same time, I'm like I don't want to I don't want to harp too much. He's already been like kind of a hard ass on this stuff. He doesn't want to let stuff go if he doesn't want to let it go. Uh, he's already being nice enough to let this stuff go, and as so he's sorting it out. And like, okay, I need this. You can have this. This can go in my pile. This goes in your pile. We're not, we haven't discussed the price or anything. He's just making my pile. And then as he's halfway through of sorting everything towards my pile, he goes, "You want to do like twenty bucks for everything?" I said, yes, sir, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I couldn't throw my money fast enough, and I got out of there with a giant bin of, of turtle stuff. And Hatch Tar does have everything you see on the left side of the table, all those accessories. I did drop those off with him uh, this morning. So that was Hatch Tar is the man. Abso- absolutely. I, I should sh- post some pictures eventually of his work, like when I get the stuff back from him and it's all sorted and bagged and everything. It's, it's very like organized and nice to look at. Yeah, like a before and after. Yeah, right. So that is the end of my garage sale talk. Like I said, didn't have much this week. All right. Well, that's enough. It's now time for the flip or bump of the week. Uh, mine's pretty simple. I got a bump this week. Oh, and no. my bump is that I haven't had a good flip 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of been, you know, I've been selling small things, so I don't really have a big flip to sell. Uh, and I haven't really had any problems or issues, knock on wood. So it's just a, everything's slow, and it kind of sucks. And I don't know if it's for a reason or if it's just, you know, like we both kind of sound like we're, ugh, like it, it's a, it's tough to go garage sailing or so. You know what I mean? Like we're, sure. yeah, we're ending the summer here, and uh, COVID's going back up, and there's not a lot of sales. So I don't know. That's yeah. uh, that's just mine. It's a little lazy, I guess, this week. But I will use it again in the future. So, what's your <laughs> flipper bump of the week? I had one that was a weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, I talked about my Switch trades before where I go out and buy Switch lights. Those are the $200 handheld system where you cannot play them on the TV. And I list them for trade on Facebook, Craigslist, and wherever else I can. Um, I usually, especially during the pandemic, I was moving these things. No problem. I was trading a $200 system for $400 plus of video games, like older Nintendo 64, super Nintendo, whatever I could get my hands on as long as it was worth double what I paid for the switch. And people were jumping at the opportunity. I did all I had at one point six switch lights. I worked all that down and I got to the point where I had one. Uh, one light blue switch light, and I sat on that one for I had that I had to have it for like four months, and I just wouldn't. Now, granted, I stopped refreshing the the ad really uh, after I got you know the the traction really went down on it. And I stopped getting responses, so my interest in it really went down, and it's just been sitting in my basement. But on a Thursday evening, I had a guy hit me up and say, "Hey, is this still available?" I said, "Yeah, you know what do you have for trade?" And he sent me, he's like, I've got a Nintendo 64 and a Super Nintendo. Okay, cool. Send me some pictures. Let's take a look. Uh, he sent me some pictures. It looked like dirty stuff and it wasn't anything amazing, uh, but it was probably $300 worth of stuff. And I'd been sitting on this uh, Switch Lite forever. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I could just take the deal as it is and just be done with it and just be done with the Switch Lite. And, and it's an upgrade. It's $200 into $300. But I'm like, yeah, let me try to squeeze a little bit more out of this. So I asked him, you know, we're close. Is there anything else you can add? Um, Here is the picture of everything. He was able to find a Wii and some games. Um, So if you're looking on the YouTube, the we've got a Wii with uh, there's a Wii Sports in there somewhere. Mario Kart on the Wii. The the red Mario of the Wii Sports is right on top of it. We've got a Nintendo 64. I did not know it had the red expansion pack. If you're unaware, this is the upgradable expansion pack. This alone goes for $60. Um, then the system on top of that goes for like another $60 to $80. Uh, WWF No Mercy currently is a $45 game. The other wrestling games I think are $15 a piece. I have two of the uh, WrestleMania 2000s. There's a GoldenEye uh, 007 that's a $20 game. I did not know. On the Super Nintendo stuff, there's nothing really amazing game-wise. There is a uh, Super Mario World, which, I, again, it's only like a 12 to $15 game. The system is there, but it's pretty yellowed. Uh, I did not know that the Super Boy was included. This is like an aftermarket yeah, that, thing. I was going to ask you. I was going to say I'm a little ignorant, but what is that thing that's on the it's left? A new, it's a newer item made in like 2013, 14. You can play Super Nintendo games on this handheld system. But wow. that I did not know that was included, and that goes for another sixty to seventy dollars. Um, so altogether, I, I think I got to about seventy. All the cords are included. I just didn't picture them. Um, it was it was a very very good deal. So I, I flipped the uh, the. I finally got rid of my last Switch Lite and flipped it into about four hundred dollars of video games. Nice. And now it's time for. Well, well, well. What do we have here? 
my well, well, well for you, Pee Wee, is uh, it's something that caught my eye. I don't know if how long this has been up there. Maybe I just keep passing it by. Um, you have for sale. It's WWE 2K18 for the Nintendo Switch. It's the complete game uh, with the manual, with uh, the little game, with the box, whatever. Um, the reason why I'm asking about this, you're selling it for $42.99 plus shipping. But it's a game that's three years old. Now, for people who are unaware, I think we've talked about it before maybe on this show. But the WWE, was it 2K20? That was yeah, the that's, bad one? that's a real bad one. It's got a lot of... I don't know if they fixed it since, but the on uh, the initial launch, it was unplayable. The The amount of errors in the game and the crashing and the bugs and all that, it was, it was a nightmare. And so they haven't created one since then, correct? I don't believe so, no. Okay. And uh, we know that sports games don't go up in value or don't really have too for much the value. most part yes I, i'd yeah. say about 85 percent of them do not and there's about 15 percent that do and so why is this game worth so much oh i don't know the reason the, there are some sports games that i can't explain the reason as to why they are more expensive um this game specifically i have no idea the is there a 2k19 i was just going to look up 19 and 17 to get the the value on those um, okay bear with me for a second and i will compare those you look them up, and I will talk about this one. Yeah, so, like, this that's the reason why this thing caught my eye. Because I've sold, obviously, and we've talked about the NCAA football game. I think it's 2014. Uh, it was the last NCAA football game. If you can find the last NCAA basketball game. Honestly, I think uh, there's Okay, money. I got the answer. Okay, thank God. It's the only WWE game on the Switch other than a game called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. There is no WWE 2K19 or 20 on the Switch. For whatever reason, it's only on... So that is the answer. That's why okay. it's so expensive. There it is. So we're learning. Yeah, uh, agreed. The, I didn't care. I just saw it was going for a lot, and that's why I picked it up at a grad. So I probably paid, not overpaid, but I paid more than I would have liked to pay for a Switch game. Um, I probably, I think I paid $10 for this game. Um, yeah, normally, I, especially a game from a, a, a quote-unquote sports game from 2018, I was definitely iffy, but when I looked it up, I was questioning the value, but the now that I see it, it's the only WWE game. It's the most recent WWE game on the Switch. It, it does make sense. Cool. For you, I had this. The Sunny Health Magnetic Drive Bike. It's an exercise bike for $450 that you have listed or best offer for local pickup. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. It's, uh, it's To me, it's just not something that would typically be sold by you it's also a very difficult sell considering you only have it for local pickup and not shipping where did this come from what what is the plan here yeah this is uh this is going to be a learning process here but my wife um decided to get into peloton this year Uh, so she started it right after the new year and instead of purchasing a peloton she purchased a good bike off of uh, amazon and that's what we are looking at here this is a decent um uh, exercise bike sunny health whatever it is um this is what peloton sells as well you know it's like almost identical really except this is uh four i think it was 570 dollars brand new and this was also at the time where we're in covid so that, that's hiked up a little bit sure um but if you want to get a peloton it's 10 times as much as this thing sure and so she got this thing. She got these additional 
little gadgets and stuff like that to oh, like the cadence hack. monitor and the the resistance gauge and yeah okay. and you can basically hack the peloton system and if you don't have a peloton you can get the peloton app for something like 10 bucks 12 bucks a month okay whereas if you actually have a peloton it's like 40 bucks a month for the thing oh jeez. yeah and so she was paying less and she had this bike and it was a good bike she's happy with the bike but she she's missing out on the Peloton experience. Like you can, like high five people on the monitor, and uh-huh. I don't know what else is involved in it. They send you T-shirts if you hit certain goals, and and whatever. You can tell in my voice, like I didn't believe in <laughs> uh, that right. being a good enough reason to purchase the thing. But but whatever. She's gotten it. She's used it every day since then. Oh great. And, okay. uh, yeah, she's crushing it with the Peloton stuff. And so now I'm left with the residuals. Like, I don't want this in my house. And she goes, yeah, go ahead and sell it. So I put it for 450 because it's still in great condition. And I just wanted to see if I'm going to get any local views. And I am getting a lot of views on the thing, which is good. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot better when I drop the price by at least 100 bucks. Okay. Honestly, here's, a, here's the flips and bumps deal. If you <laughs> want this bike... And you live in Illinois, and you offer me three hundred bucks. I'm gonna take it, and I'm not even gonna tell my wife, and we can have that little secret together. <laughs> no, <laughs> is this uh, is this listed on Facebook as well? It's listed on, I believe, offer up Facebook okay. Craigslist, which I have to keep refreshing every week, and uh, and eBay as well. Okay, so. gotcha. So you're covering your bases. Okay. Yeah, and it is. It's a little bit overpriced because it is used or whatever, but. Um, I mean, it is actually a good bike. Like, it's a solid, sturdy, like, good bike, unlike a lot of stuff that you find on Amazon that's trash, which we also have some because my wife uh, buys. <laughs> Our focus of this of show stuff. should stop being to inform others of how to flip and the ins and outs of eBay. It should only be the sole purpose of trying to sell this bike to one of our listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of this show in the future, feel free to email us, flipsandbumpspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at flipsandbumps. And don't forget that we drop new episodes every single Monday morning in audio form on flipsandbumps.com or wherever you get your podcasts from or in video form on YouTube. Just head on over to YouTube and search Flips and Bumps Podcast. Leave us reviews. Subscribe to all our stuff uh, if you like it. If you don't like it, do it anyway. And consider it an act of kindness towards us peewee say something for the record tell the people what you feel oh guys it is great to be back i missed you guys last week and i'm thrilled to be i think it's the first podcast i've missed uh, on any podcast that we do in years so it's I, I, it was a weird feeling and i'm very glad to be back under an hour 15 minutes how about that I'll see you next it. week flip that turkey